Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the superfan, Mr. Mark Piscati. Hi, everybody. I'm not a serial killer, I promise you. I'm not a serial killer. We, we don't believe it. Actually, people, the only people who say they're not serial killers are the serial are killers. serial killers, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a rule. Joe. Matt. Yeah, I was waiting for the Matt. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, there but something we have I'm not a aware special of? guest tonight. Yeah, it, it, we have a special guest tonight, and she is the owner, designer, proprietor, the creator of the online clothing shop known as theoblongboxshop.com. She's also, whether you're aware of it or not, my sister-in-law, meaning she's the sister of my wife, uh, as opposed to the wife of my brother. Matt you know, told me you of. invented clothing. Like before <laughs> you, there were just no clothes. This yeah. is true. Everybody and was her, naked. Yeah. Her name is Danielle. <laughs> from the oblong dog box shop so Danielle, um welcome to the show hi thank hello. you for having me i'm so excited to be here hello yeah, thank you for being head yeah. hello danielle <laughs> brother hello mark hi hi i'm, hi, wearing, mark. I'm wearing your merchandise i know i noticed <laughs> that so cute on you i thank you so brother. much you look really cute too by the way <laughs> This is my Thank you. This is my sister, Mark. So watch yourself, Mister. What are you talking about? Know how you are with. Well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Dangerous. Uh, <laughs> look. <laughs> Mark's tomfoolery cannot cannot uh, replace the fact that yes, we are in Shocktober. Yeah, We're ankle deep. We are balls deep in Shocktober right now. Tell your church people to listen to the episode now. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, Joe, but I'm getting excited. I know Joe's house is decorated beyond belief. If you have not been following the Newcastle Cemetery on Facebook, it, it's it's pretty amazing. Like uh, this stuff is this stuff, you can't make this up. I I will admit, at the time of the recording, I've taken like five animatronics back into the garage because over here in the Midwest, it's nothing but windy and cold mm. and rainy now, uh, which is great for Halloween, but really not good for animatronics, especially I've got one that's like 16 years old, this witch, and she's fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, when I put a garbage bag on her, to protect her from the rain, she just becomes like a giant wind sail, and I'm afraid she's going to wind up in one of the neighbors' houses or something. Well, so. it loses the effect. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. like if if the wish just goes through a window or something. I mean, that's Halloween, yeah. man. That's that's scary. It's a little yeah. uh, <laughs> premature, though. So you guys may be wondering why Danielle uh, is with us. Well, it's because a, I'm sure she's wondering. <laughs> she's right now. Yeah, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, I'm happier uh, here. This is a dream come true. My lifelong dream to be on the podcast. Is, is we really, really need to dive into those dreams of yours. Then, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Jimmy, of course, is not uh, with us again this week. He he is planning to come back in November, so we'll see. Uh, but our our uh, our wishes are with uh, Jimmy. His his mom did pass uh, the, just the other day, uh, and so. Uh, that's part of why he hasn't been here. It's been a very stressful time as as her health is, has taken a downturn. So we here at Cinescare, uh wish Jimmy and his family all the best, and all of our love goes out to them. So Absolutely. Thank uh, you, Jimmy. Yeah, but I think, uh, you know, it's been a long time coming, or quite a while anyway, these last few months of a lot. So hopefully they can find some peace now and uh, uh, once they get past this. So, yeah. but... Uh, taking his seat tonight, we're very happy to have Danielle with us. And uh, Danielle, on her shop, theoblongboxshop.com, she's got a lot of Halloween-related and horror-related clothing, uh, such as the Boogeyman Company collection, right? Yep. Danielle? Yep. Which we we shot uh, some – we shot a commercial for that out – Actually, in actual locations of the original Halloween movie out in South Pasadena, yeah, which was a lot of fun. We went to the Myers house and the the hedge and all of yep. that. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And you also have uh, what was the other line? Oh, the Grand Halloween Collection as well this year, right? Yeah, the Grand Halloween Collection is like brighter colors inspired by Wes Anderson. So you know, I try to mix up everything I can with Halloween. <laughs> yeah. And then I have the the Winchester Mystery House uh, collection oh, right. that I did. Ooh, yeah, nice. so yeah, that's very so exciting. She, yeah, she got licensing with the Winchester Mystery House, and so that on her website you can find re- some really cool stuff, including uh, a couple purses that make me want to be a woman because they're so <laughs> cool. I wish I wish I could carry that it one. Really house doesn't take much nowadays, got. does it? Matt, throw a volleyball <laughs> well, up true. right now. Yeah, throw yeah. a volleyball up. You know what, Matt? No Ooh. one's judging. If you want to get a purse, you can carry a purse, you know? But yeah, there's true. man purses out there, man. I mean, yeah, we're true. very progressive. Is yeah. the volleyball referenced like a Top Gun thing? Is it? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, I, he, he, uh, he said, you really threw that volleyball up there shirtless in jeans. <laughs> and- <laughs> Just go... One episode in a row. Playing, yeah, 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 Top yeah, yeah. Playing it with the boys. Oh boy, <laughs> I don't even know what that song was. Um, what are you talking? It's it's Kenny Loggins, man. It's when they're playing volleyball in the original Top Gun. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. So playing and, with the boys. <laughs> and Danielle also has uh, some other licensing stuff coming up that hopefully she can announce before too long. So keep your eyes open and look at the oblongboxshop.com. Yeah, I'm Pretty super, amazing. super excited about the stuff coming for next year. So yeah, all my yeah. vintage horror fans will will know it and love it. So uh, yeah. You, and you're not ready to make an announcement yet on it or? or not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. I want yeah. to, but not yet. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I, I do want to say that all my Halloween stuff's going to be on sale this week. So uh, since it's a, pretty much the last week before Halloween, go and grab some cool stuff starting tomorrow. So I'll have a big sale. So, well, that'll be, well, it'll, as of Friday, when this comes out, you'll be able to, oh, it'll, yeah. It'll be, yeah, it'll be on <laughs> sale. So it will be on sale by Friday. Fr- yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Exactly. 
So yeah. follow follow the Oblong Box Shop on Instagram and, and TikTok. TikTok, yeah, she's on the TikTok and mm-hmm. uh, and and go check it out because you're gonna if you are into horror clothing or tiki clothing or any alternative clothing, goth clothing, any of those things, there's something for everyone. So yes, thank you. Well, 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 something we probably should have uh, uh, taken note from uh, uh, Danielle. Uh, maybe not announce things that um, maybe could not have happened. <laughs> hey, that's a great, that's a great well, segue. Great segue. Yes. Call that a segue. So, yeah. so uh, Mark, uh, at this point, Danielle, which you know because you listen to the episode every week, but uh, mm-hmm. we talk about movie recent movies that are not related to the theme. So since you had that nice segue, uh, Mark, oh. why don't you start us off? And uh, uh, talk a little bit about Never Hike Alone 2, and, and, unless you want me to talk about the logo thing. It, it's up to you. Um, well, it, first off, um, it's got over 1 million views. So like, yeah. hats off to Womp Stomp and uh, Vincent DeSante and Cinescare and um, everyone that has contributed to make this film uh, a success. Um, we had agreed to with Wamstone Films to have the logo, the animated uh, logo, uh, at the beginning of the credits. Um, obviously, we, if you saw the film, it wasn't there. Um, we we had the Cinescare Productions um, at the with the titles coming in when in with the, the movie starting yeah. in the credits at the beginning. At I believe it's like thirty eight seconds into it, which is awesome. It's awesome. Um, but we, we were in agreement that this uh, animated Cinescare logo that Joe worked so tirelessly and hard on um, was not at the beginning. Um, there was things that happened where um, it, it just did not happen. Maybe, uh, Matt, you could say this a little bit more uh, better than I can. Yeah, I, I, it basically in English. just made it. They, it, I don't. I don't want to go too into the weeds on yeah. it. But they, they made yeah, yeah. a decision not to use any of the executive producers' logos. So uh, we're sorry. We did. Uh, you know, uh, we didn't know that it was going to happen until we were watching it that night. And uh, so it was. You know, it was upsetting and and everything for us because we had promoted it and we had told everybody on the previous episode to look for it. So, uh, but having said that, it, they they did make a decision not to have it on. So. Um, but so let's just move on. So wh- what have you watched, Mark? Well, I watched Never Hike Alone too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's, it's for, you know, th- over a little over $300,000. I mean, talk about, you know, stellar productions, um, that in it's, it's, it's a great film. It goes into the Friday the 13th lore. Um, and you don't what i enjoyed about watching this film you don't really need to see i mean i do recommend you seeing uh never hike alone and never hike alone in the snow it you get to know a lot more of what's going on but what's nice about seeing never hike alone too is you can watch this film and kind of figure out what's going on and it's its own kind of separate movie um i think that some of the kills were great um the acting you know with tom matthews was phenomenal in it and uh the only uh problem i had was with the the main character uh who was in uh never hike alone he 
became a little bit more jokey. He became a little bit more of a sidekick. And I didn't recognize any of that really in the original film. Mm -hmm. But it it still, it kind of seemed like a lethal weapon kind of thing with Tom Matthews and um, the other actor. But other than that, um, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I've, I've watched it twice. And I mean, for over just a little over three hundred thousand dollars what what a great film and i i love to see the fact that everybody is in just supporting independent films um and yeah it's it i i, I thought it was a very good movie what do you think yeah Matt? um i i had to watch it the second time because the first time i was kind of uh you know colored by the fact that yeah. the logo wasn't there and then we started texting so i really it was hard for me to focus uh so i watched it Correct. again and i did enjoy it i thought it was very well done looks beautiful uh it does not look like a fan film or what your pr- idea of a fan film would be it's very professionally done and i met some of the people who worked on it some people who did some of the special effects and and there are people who work on big time stuff so it was a labor of love for everyone involved and uh so you know, they they're earning every bit of that one point one million views that they've got right now. Uh, Vincent sent me some charts on it and and uh, it looks like it's the fastest of any of these movies to get to one million and by a long shot. So he's he's very excited about it uh, going even further. So I you know, I think our name at the front there, even without the logo, it's it'll be it's good for Cinescare. Uh, but also the just I'm happy for him. And I'm happy for the movie. And and uh, uh, I the only, I do I, I agree that that one main character became a bit of a jokester and they it was a bit of a buddy thing now that you mention it. But I, mm-hmm. my biggest problem with that was was that the guy went into surgery and then he's running around like nothing happened like five minutes later. That that was a little yeah. bizarre. But uh, that was the only real problem I had with it. But, it, you know, it's it is what it is. Uh, so uh, I think Danielle saw it, too. Right. You're muted. What a rookie move. <laughs> we still do it. Dang it. We, we do it all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I watched it. I really liked it. I thought it was yeah. the best out of all of them. Honestly. Yeah, I thought so. yeah. yeah and, for sure. Uh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. By far. Drone shots were cool. Everything was, it was very well done. So, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, the, the can it's, you'd say, say indie, but. The camera that they use, it's professional. I mean, they were using a red Monstro camera for this. It's, it, I mean, this is this is stuff you would use for a much bigger budget film than this. Um, mm-hmm. So, And it was a nice ending. I yeah. mean, I, I, mean I, I don't want to, like, ruin it if people haven't seen it, but there's a nice ending um, with one of the main characters. There's, like, there's some closure. It was some really nice closure because I think this is going to be like the last. It is. Um, he doesn't want to do anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Vincent wants to go more um, um, original ideas right. for films and just move on. But yeah. Um, yeah, for for a trilogy and for you know where they started from and where they ended up, I I, I think it's a home run for um, for everyone. Especially so, Friday Thirteenth fans. So check it out; it's free on YouTube. Uh, what else did you watch, Mark? I watched a lot of films. You guys did, so I'll wait for a couple of them. But okay. I did watch Doctor Sleep. Um, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> Joe's ready to laugh. Um, 
I, 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 I don't know what it is about Dr. Sleep. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I will say, and Joe said on Cinescare, you can't mention it. This is my opinion. I think I like Dr. Sleep more than The Shining. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, you Shining people just hold this movie on a pedestal so high, so high. And, I mean, I love I love The Shining. But Dr. Sleep, for some reason, just hits a little bit different for me. I think it's better acted all the way through. There's only one scene I don't like in this movie, and that's that gun... Uh, the gunfighting, you know, scene where, you know, Danny's just got a rifle and they're just blowing away uh, ghost vampires, whatever. Um, but this film is so immaculately just amazing to watch. Um, everything's, I, I think everything's great about this film, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave that to it. We're not going to get into it. It'll, it'll be an hour conversation. Um, I saw The Legend of Sleepy Hollow uh, on Disney+. Plus. The animated, you know, little short, you know, right after uh, uh, the Toad, a film that I completely uh, fast forwarded through. I had no interest in that. Was this um, recently added to Disney Plus or has it always been on there? I don't know. I don't know. I, I never looked for it. I've seen a lot of people post about it on on Instagram or whatever. And I and I wondered if they just put it on there or if it's just a lot of people have been watching it for Halloween. But I, I, I haven't seen many people talk about that for a long time. Possibly. Um, I haven't seen uh, this uh, animated short for probably over 20 years. And boy, does it hold up. It's just so much fun to watch. I, I love watching an just animated films. I'm so done with the Pixar stuff. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. You bring me back animated Disney, please. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just fun to watch. And I, I, I basically watched it uh, because uh, we're, we're uh, reviewing uh, Sleepy Hollow. So that's, mm. that's why I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched, of course, uh, one of my favorite films of all time, American Werewolf in London. Joe thinks it's just meh. That's fine. I love Joe. Doesn't matter. Um, also, um, I watched Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus because it just popped up there. And uh, Haunted Mansion, this film can be a perfect gateway to horror movies for kids for ages 13 and up. But where it, it, it for some reason, this film, it's a little too long. It's, it's about two hours long. Um, they have great special effects, but the message of this whole film is about losing somebody, losing a loved one. And I don't know if uh, anybody like below 13 is going to kind of get it. it it's, it's a hard-hitting uh, message. Um, the special effects are fantastic. It's not scary at all. And I know I'm like numb from all the other movies I've seen, you know, with Cinescare. But, I mean, it's not scary at all, but it's for kids. And, you know, it, there's no jump scares or whatnot they show the ghosts immediately and they show them like pop up on the screen, you know, behind uh, the characters and they, they kind of like just meld into, you know, the ghosts and you see them Um, there. It's, it's an all-star cast. You got Jamie Lee Curtis, who's wonderful. Danny DeVito, Owen Wilson. Um, It's, it's not a bad film. I think it's a little bit too long for kids. And I think they're going to lose a little bit of, uh, interest in it but it's not bad it's, it's a disney film it's ha- it 
you know, it's it's about a ride. But it's not a bad film. I, I do recommend watching it. Um, other than that, um, yeah, there's uh, two other films that I have watched that you guys recommended. So I'll wait for you guys to talk about it. All right, uh, Joe. What did uh, what did you watch this Shocktober so far? I watched what I was told was the scientifically scariest movie ever made, which is Host, which is all found mm-hmm. footage. It's fifty seven minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. It's about these girls on a Zoom call doing a a, a seance, sort of over the internet, mm-hmm. and they're all sort of being affected by it. Uh, I. I'm guessing this is a COVID film. Uh, I will yeah. say I, yeah, it came I was out right in the middle of it. Yeah, it, it was good. I, I certainly would not call this the scariest film scientifically ever. I don't no. understand how people's heart rate gets up watching this, but it was okay. It's just plenty of jump scares. Uh, it, it wasn't bad. The best thing is, is for a found we footage, somebody. I guess, yeah. type film, it's, it's 57 minutes long. So, you know, piece of cake. Um, I rewatched the old original Pet Cemetery, and then for the first time in my life, watched the god awful Pet Cemetery Two with Edward Furlong. Yes, good God, is that terrible? It's beyond bad. Um, don't watch this film if you haven't seen it. I can't stand it. Uh, I did a lot of our homework assignments, and then oh, uh, also watched House, which I believe is like 1977 Japanese horror film, which just bizarre um that is just like yeah acid trip fodder uh, minute after minute it's just kooky and then mark uh huh. because of the fact that you like hand-drawn animated films uh you might yeah. dig this uh japanese animated film horror film called perfect blue it's about this mm-hmm. uh girl who's a like a pop star over in japan and she ends up leaving the pop star lifestyle to become an actress. And it's about her trying to survive through a bunch of gaslighting and uh, a stalker who's basically trying to take over her entire persona. Um, very good. I was thoroughly impressed with this one. What's yeah, that's, that on? that's, that's on shutter. It's been on my shutter. watch list for a long time. I, I just haven't done it. Yeah. I, can't recommend that one enough that pull the trigger on that one. Uh, and then of course I knew we were going to talk about this. So I'm saving this one for last night of the hunted, which is new on shutter. Uh, it's about a girl who is driving to go see her husband. She's getting a ride with her best friend or more to the point, the guy she's cheating on her husband with, uh, she's trying to get back home so she can start going to this fertility doctor. Anyway, in the middle of the night, they have to stop off at a gas station on the side of the road and she walks in and all of a sudden she gets shot uh, from a sniper like across the street and in the, the arm. entire in, in the arm. And the entire film, this hour and a half long film, is basically just her stuck pinned down in this gas station, wanting trying to figure out who's this guy shooting at me from across the street. And why is he doing it? And how in the hell do I get out of there? So I, for one, enjoyed this film. I mean, it's not, it's no Dr. Sleep, but I really liked it. Um, I know Mark liked it. Matt seemed a bit indifferent. 
Oh, he. I, I think Matt hated the dialogue. Why? Why did you hate the dialogue, Matt? I thought it was horrible. I thought this ter- it was movie was. You terrible. thought the movie was terrible. The whole thing yeah, it was terrible. The whole I, thing. I, I liked the, the setup, and then when they started talking, that was it. The guy they had him oh talking way God. too much. I was out I of it. it. It was. It was like why? It was like your Thanksgiving uncle stalking you basically and and talking about conspiracies and uh, so i was like ah oh, this is horrible uh, yeah, kind of, I, I i think the, I, the single setting horror movie is really hard to pull off and i, I don't think this one was successful at it disagree disagree wholeheartedly remember that, that statement at the end of the episode matt all right okay can i can um, i say something about this film yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Night of the Hunted. Um, I, I thought this was a fantastic film. Um, I thought the premise of the whole uh, film was great. I lo- it, it reminded me a little bit of The Mist because um, you're in this like little uh, gas station and it's like, what can you do? It's like, what can you drink? What can you use as bandages? Um, you know, she used super glue. Great idea. Um, they brought characters in. People were pulling up, uh, trying to. This happened all in uh, at like two a.m. or three a.m. in the morning, and it, this is like basically like within like four hours, um, they condensed all this in. Um, I the dialogue I thought was great is because of all the years that we've you know dealt with all this kind of you know great uncle talking about conspiracy and woke people and i mean this is what we've been dealing with maybe matt you're just tired of talking about that kind of stuff but this is what real life is and what and what a lot of people like 50 percent and 50 percent on the other half like really talk about and no, I, I, it was, I get that i thought it was written horribly i didn't believe any of it i didn't buy any of it no i thought it, I thought it was terrible writing the thing that I, I like the most about it is the thing that i'm probably not supposed to talk about and it's the ending or the lack of a definitive ending. It's a 2023 film, right? Yeah. yeah no, we, it, it just it's came brand out. New. Yeah. Mm, we can't, we can't yeah. do spoilers. And yeah. even if it was 2016, you can't do spoilers. Cause it's not really yeah. a very well, you know, seen movie. All yet, I, anyway. all I will are, say we ta- is this. No, are we talking about that film? Cause we got to do spoilers on that. What? Yeah. I'm a, I'm not a serial killer. We're not going to talk about spoilers on that. Who talked? How did that even get brought? Not up? how I mean, not how it ends. I mean, there's certain things that we can reveal just because it, it comes out as part of the plot, you know. Okay. But, yeah. but like, well, I don't want to show how this ends, you know, or talk about how back, it ends. Back with Night of the Hunted, I was extremely frustrated with the ending, and because of the ending, that was part of the reason why I liked it as much as I did. And that was as much yeah. detail as I will go into it. I was fine with the ending. Joe and I talked about it a little bit. Joe had a point. I had a point. And I was fine with the ending. I was fine with the ending too. Yeah, it's it's a yeah because it what it ended because it ended. <laughs> you fucker. No, 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 I didn't have a problem with the ending, and I, and I was waiting for something frustrating to to happen because I was like, if I'm going through all this and the ending sucks, I'm going to be super pissed. But I was okay with the ending. If I got the ending that I would have expected from a normal studio Hollywood film, which would have been, you know, like the detective coming in, wrapping everything up and telling us his soliloquy of what happened. That would have bothered me. Yeah. 
So highly recommend it. Joe highly recommends it. Matt says it's bleh. I highly don't recommend it. Uh, Joe, oh my what else? God. Is that the, oh, was that it? was it. Okay. That was it. Uh, yeah. Danielle, did you watch anything? Uh, uh, I mean, recently, have you watched anything that you'd like to talk about? I know you guys went to see uh, The Exorcist, which I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Yeah, so <clears throat> I went to go see that, and I mean, I, you know, it 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 wasn't as disappointing as I thought it might be, you know? Mm. I mean, yeah. I'm a fan of The Exorcist films, and when I saw the previews, I was a little like, eh, you know? There were some things that I had questions about, you know, that didn't really, I don't know, didn't really like add up in the end, you know. Um, I don't know how much I can talk about it, but like there were some scenes where like the mom wasn't even there. And I'm like, what happened to the mom? You know, mm -hmm. like she was gone and then she was back. And I don't know. It was so bizarre. Um, but I, I liked it. I think that the acting with the girls was pretty good, you know, and um it kind of tied in like all of the stuff that um the other uh, movies kind of implied like where this came from you know so i liked that um but yeah i mean it wasn't too bad there were some good jump scares in there too um so yeah i was surprised i i saw it on a whim because i wanted to see the other movie um that matt you talked to you told oh, me about when evil lurks. When evil yeah, lurks. but it's not playing out here where I live, so we couldn't yeah. go see it. So I'm bummed yeah. about that because I really wanted to see that movie. Where um, do you live, Danielle? I live in the Antelope Valley. Antelope Valley. She, she lives a bit, a bit, a bit north of LA, and so yeah, it's it's not, and it's only playing out here in a couple theaters, like in in Burbank, it's playing, but it's it's yeah only even it's, in LA, it's very limited. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of bummed shutter. about that. It'll be on Shutter the day that this comes out. No, oh, right. sweet! Saturday, twenty eighth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Yeah, twenty seventh. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see it. I saw the trailer and I was like, "Oh, looks so good!" You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, good. You know, we were at the uh, we had a Halloween party this weekend, and a couple guys, uh, my friend Iski and uh, my friend Alexis, they were talking about, and one of them saw The Exorcist Believer. And they, he liked it okay, too. He's like, it's nothing mm -hmm. great, but it's fine. But I do yeah. think, and I've heard this, that there's a bit of a David Gordon Green backlash online for some reason among horror fans. And uh, I'm not sure why. I, I, I think it has to do with Halloween ends, maybe, but I'm not sure. Uh, but... Uh, but there is a bit of a David Gordon Green backlash uh, among online fanboys for some hmm. reason and so i for I'd what for what reason though like why why are they even like i said them i up? don't i'm not quite sure but i've heard this and and uh uh we were talking about it this weekend and and like i said i think it might have to do with halloween ends people were so mad about that and halloween kills i don't know but um but i want to yeah i'll definitely want to check it out especially when it comes to to streaming so mm -hmm. hey, yeah mark, uh mark did you get an invitation to matt's party no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't either. No, I didn't. I, I no. would have went, but I don't want to be a party crasher. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Must have right. got lost Thanks, in the band. Matt. I'm sure. Thanks, yeah. Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I invited yeah, Mark. I'm sure, you're, I'm sure you're going to fly all the way out here for that. Yeah. Well, let's see. <laughs> you Mark's never know. been to my Halloween party, and Matt's been to my Halloween party. <laughs> I, have I didn't actually. get an invitation yeah. to your Halloween party. I didn't yeah, have one true. this year. Oh. 
Yeah, well, there see? you go. <laughs> but next year, you're on the list. Sweet. Antelope Valley. I know you're going to go? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. We, 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 can, we can dress like a couple or something. We, we oh, can figure it up. out. What? So... What are you talking? I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> what? I said she, not you. Oh, she's got a boyfriend. Danielle, he's got a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm not hitting on <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. You guys are oh, making God. things up. <laughs> God, I wish this thing had a mute button. I really do. Uh, Okay. So, anything else, Danielle, that you watched? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I did watch other things. What else? (laughs) I did watch um, The Devil on Trial on Netflix. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's not very important. (laughs) I know what you said. I don't know if it just... I, I think it just came out. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's pretty new. And it was so interesting. Like, I'm really fascinated by, like, um, true stories about hauntings and possessions and things like that. And basically, this was about the first um, trial that they had in the United States where somebody was claiming that they're not guilty of killing someone because they were possessed by the devil. And and the the Warrens were in the trial, right? As as witnesses, right? Yeah. Yes. And there was a lot of footage in there of them, which I thought was so interesting. Like I I just love it. Like they I don't know if they're real or not, you know, but I they went on all these TV shows and promoting that they helped this family and all this stuff, you know, and some people say it was all fake and some people say it was real. And they interviewed the family that was involved in it. And all the family agrees that this all really did happen. And they had um, recordings, you know, like cassette tape recordings of them doing uh, exorcisms and stuff like that on the kid. Um, And then also just the kid freaking out and stuff like that, which was terrifying. It sounded just like the exorcist. Now, Thinking of that, I don't know if this happened before or after The Exorcist came out, but seriously, it sounded just like Reagan on The Exorcist. It might have been the case that it might have been the case that The Exorcist um, was like inspired based on. Okay, because I was confused because they were talking about The Conjuring too, so I didn't know Mm. which show or which movie was inspired by this. But I don't remember now. Yeah, yeah, but it. there was what? one. Oh, it's on sorry. Netflix. Oh, it's on yeah. Netflix. Thank you. It's on Netflix. Um, I mean, it was it was interesting, and there was the one older brother that didn't believe any of this, so it kind of made you think, what's real and what's not real, you know? Yeah, but it was right. it was good. I really liked it. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. So I watched that, and um, I watched a lot of stuff. Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. I know you guys already talked about that, but um, I like that a lot. I watched It Follows. Mm, that is like that film. one of my favorite Halloween. Well, just horror movies in general, right. you know. So good. Um, so good. My boyfriend's never seen it. I'm like, dude, we got to watch this, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's like just it? Mark, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Boy, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. did he like write it? Write that down on your notes, Mark. <laughs> She's got a boyfriend. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm just talking to the lady. Uh, no, you're yelling at the lady. My, yeah, you're my, yelling at the lady for one my, thing. My, so my question was, did he like it? Yes. Yes, he did. He loved it. Yeah. Great. It was really, it's really good. I, I love those ones that are kind of slow and like – 
just it's a different story that's never been told before. It's not the same thing over and over again, you know? Mm-hmm. It's different, it's yeah. interesting. You don't know what time frame it's set in, you know. Um it's, it has a good build up to it, you know, and it's still like I don't get it, but I love it. <laughs> so yeah. It's that slow walk, you know, you see it in the background, that slow yes. walk coming up. It's that into you know, anticipation. It's just it's phenomenal. It's such yes. a great film. Yeah. And the cars and the <clears throat> cinematography, the the set decorations. Again, you can't tell what time frame. Is it in the eighties? Is it in the nineties? Is it now? You know, because that girl has that flip that yeah. shell flip phone thing that reader, she's reading yeah. on. It's so crazy, you know. It's, it's got it's got that seventies like vibe, you know, yeah. just with the uh, cinematography. And when she's just like laying in that pool with the leaves in the pool, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, it's just moi. It's moi. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are the movies I watched. I don't know if I could talk about TV Excellent. shows, but yeah. Uh- you well, yeah, I'm going to get to one. Um, let's see. She's dead. Yeah. What? She's Ann Summers. He brought a yeah. oh. Therese company. She's dead. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Adderall. Holy shit. Jesus. Um <laughs> I watched The Fall of the House of Usher, for one thing, and uh, that is the new Mike Flanagan show on Netflix. Did any of you guys watch this? I started watching it. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. It's it's, uh, pretty good. I I think it's probably my second favorite of the the Flanagan Netflix series, Uh, uh, and that I think... It's pretty far behind my favorite, which is The Haunting of Hill House. Um, but it's still entertaining. It's I, it's pretty good. I, I didn't love it, but it, I think Michelle liked it quite a bit. Um, but it's 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 definitely not as good as The Haunting of Hill House. I uh, also watched. Let's see. Well, Halloween two, Halloween four, but. The movie that I really want to talk about is Dark Harvest, which uh, came out. Uh, what, what, Joe? You skipped the best one. What? Halloween three, season of the witch. Uh, I, yeah, I just uh, that they these popped up, and I was like, okay, I'll watch that for Shocktober. So I just don't I, understand I'll how you can go from two to four. Well, I'm keeping into the uh, Michael Myers timeline. I, oh, I'll watch okay. season yeah. of the witch, but um, yeah. yeah, I'm waiting on Halloween three for a little bit longer. Yeah. So what, like uh November. What the fuck? It's, it's still October, man. <laughs> Next October. Uh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I watched uh Dark Harvest though, and this is a new movie by the director David Slade, who also directed the TV show Hannibal. Uh he actually directed Twilight Eclipse, believe it or not. And uh he had a he had a uh a scene in uh, or a, a segment of the anthology Nightmare Cinema. He also directed 30 Days of Night, Hard Candy. Uh, so anyway, but this this is a kind of a, I know people have talked about it being a slasher, but it's really more of a creature feature. And it's, it's set in the 1950s. And uh, there's this town that has a creature that rises out of the cornfields 
on Halloween and it run and it basically makes its way from the cornfields to is it a church? I think he's that's supposed to it's get a church. To, yeah. It's supposed to get to a church. And if it gets to a church, then then there's supposed to be like nine years of bad luck or something like that and horrible uh hell for this town. And so they have to kill it before it gets there. And I, I don't want to reveal what the thing is because it's kind of interesting. Uh, but it's 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 sort of like it's because there are the greasers and there are the 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 socius. The, the, yeah, socials. the socials basically. So it's sort of like out, uh, the outsiders. If, if you threw the cast of the outsiders into a horror movie, that's basically what it is. And, but I liked it. I thought it was great. I think I do feel like there was, it, I don't know. It, it kind of feels like a movie that maybe the, the studio didn't like, and then kind of pulled funding. Cause there were some, I think there were some effects that were a little, uh, in between especially backgrounds like some of the cgi in the backgrounds and the skies in the background was a little but i don't know if that was a choice could have also been a director choice to to make it uh that have a certain look and feel i don't know it didn't bother me too much once you get used to it it wasn't a big deal but i i really liked this i thought it was very entertaining and i thought it was you know it was effective i thought some of the kills were pretty good and I thought the creature was kind of cool, even though, you know, it was, it, there was a reason why it was kind of a weird looking creature, I think. Uh, yeah. So I, I liked this though. I thought it was a good movie and definitely well worth checking out. You liked it I, too, right? I, I, I love this movie, uh, Matt. This is, this is fighting with um, uh, Evil Dead Rise. And uh, it's, it's. Wow. It, yeah, it's, it's. With it's the outsiders, you got the greasers, you know, you got the socialists. But what you missed to say, what's so like important about this, it's a game, mm-hmm. it's called the run. And they have all these teenagers, all these boy teenagers from high school. Um, they lock them in to their bedrooms for th- uh, three days, no food, no water. You, you, you put a teenager in a room and lock them in there for three days, they're going to get angry and they're going to get, you know, emotional. And then the parents just let them loose and they just run out of the house and they have knives, machetes, axes, guns or whatever it has. And the whole town's in on this and they have to, you know, run out to the cornfield and then find this creature and the creature's trying to get to the church. And it's just, it's, 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 it's all a game. And what reminded me that I so wanted to want to see is I want to see Stephen King's The Long Walk. I want to see this film because it just kept reminding me on the game and, you know, what the whole, you know, society is into and put these, you know, boys into this, um, into this horrible situation. I want to see the long walk. I don't know why it won't happen. The short story from Stephen King. I want to see it happen. But this film is very, very good. You got up a minute. You got up him from uh, Saving Private Ryan, and he's the same character. Unfortunately, he's just this meek, uh, cowardly father that bothered me. I just wish it was another character. I just wish this. Uh, what's his name? Jeremy something. Um, oh. But- 
Yeah, he's great though. I like him. He's he's great in it, but he's the same character every time. He, he like, is. I mean, they they cast him. Episode, he's always typecast as a coward. Right. Always. Yeah. Then guy. It's yeah. the same thing with the with the Dark Harvest. Um, but he's good at it though. No, yeah, he's great, but it's like how many times do you want to see the same actor do the same character? Yeah. It's just like, oh, come on, man. I'm not sure. He, yeah, I think he's just a character actor. I think that's just kind of his thing. I, I, I don't, his thing. It would be hard to take him seriously in any other kind of role almost, I think, because he's just – it's partly his personality. I think. He kind of reminds me of like a Crispin uh, Glover. Like right. he's got this kind of thing and that's yeah. his thing. He's like a uh, uh, lost stepchild of Crispin Glover. I don't know. Um, but just the cinematography, I loved, um, just the old cars, the Corvettes, just the, just the whole set scene was so wonderful to watch. And I want a jacket of, uh, of, you know, the greasers, Mm -hmm. they looked so badass. Um, but it's, it's, I, I really, really, really high, uh, highly recommend this film. Um, another podcast I saw on Facebook hated this film and I'm, hmm. i wanted to i just wanted to i, I just didn't want the drama but um yeah, yeah. I, I really high, highly recommend this film yeah i thought it was it was great too it's um great. i don't think i'd put it up by evil dead or anywhere near there but you're also missing a lot of movies this year that that you haven't seen yet like i'm catching it, up man influencer totally killer the harbinger who what Infinity Pool, No One Will Save You, Venus. No One Will Save You, yeah. Yeah, Venus. It, there's a lot of movies this year that you haven't seen yet, so I'd, I'd, I'd watch those. <laughs> uh, this is the first movie my, Mark has watched this entire year. <laughs> it seems to be. What are you talking one? about? Joe, I went, no, is going to watch itself. No, yeah. I, I, went, I went to a movie theater and watched a film for you, Matt. Thank you. That's true, you did. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Joe would have if it, if it had been playing there, but he will yeah, October twenty seventh when October when Evil comes up. Uh, yep. All right, well, mark my words. I will mark M A R C your words. Mark my words. Yeah. Well, that brings what us. Was that that yep. was our that was our transition noise, Joe. Yep. That brings us to our theme of the week, which is. I'm trying to. <laughs> I can't find it now. Uh, Halloweeny horror. Halloweeny. Halloween-y oh, here we horror. go. Halloweeny oh. horror. De- Danielle. <laughs> Danielle. Hi. Why did you say it like that? Halloweeny horror. Um, That's the well, best we could come up with, really. Yeah, that really was. We, we sat here on Riverside, practically testing to make sure if she could do it, and uh, with my with Michelle. And we tried to come up with a, a clever theme name for this. It just wasn't coming out. Normally they roll off the tongue and this one just didn't. But it is our theme and that is these are movies. These are movies that are set at Halloween. Uh, they don't so have a fade I, feature on those, do they? On all your sound that? effects. They don't have a fade feature on your sound. It is no, they loud. don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry. It's Bam. just on or off. Loud. I know it is. It's it's just on or off. I had um, no idea what you just said. <laughs> well, it sounds better when we when we actually put it together. Yeah. But uh, it's okay, Matt. It's okay. The the movies that we watched are all set at Halloween. Well, there's one that technically only had one scene and <laughs> over Halloween, but 
it does have a scene <laughs> over Halloween. So, uh, Danielle, I think I think what we're going to do this time is because Danielle's here, we're going to have her start off with each of them talking about each of them, and and I'll just uh, say what the movie is, and then we'll have Danielle, and we'll go around from Danielle. So, oh boy. Uh, so the first one is Night of the Demons. <gasps> Angela <Okay>. is having <laughs> a party. Jason and Freddie are too scared to come, but you'll have a hell of a time. While conducting a seance during a Halloween party, high school seniors unlock the demon that remains locked in the crematorium. So this is directed by uh, director Kevin Tenney, who also directed Witchboard. Witch Trap, Pinocchio's Revenge, Revenge, Witchboard Two, and Brain Dead. Uh, so, Danielle, what did what did you think of? Have you seen Night of the Demons? First of all, and and if so, what did you think of it? I have never seen this movie. I never even heard of it, but I have. I mean, I I guess I have heard of it if I've seen the poster. So I, I do a lot of horror conventions. So I see a lot of the posters for all these obscure movies. I'm sure it's crossed my path at some point, you know? And then when I looked it up online, I was like, oh, that looks really familiar. That's this movie, you know? So um, I'd never seen it before this. And I, I have to say, I this is like a sleeper hit mm-hmm. of mine that I really like, you know? it yeah. It was... <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Okay. It has like, I mean, when was it filmed again? In the 80s? 1988 is when it came out. Yeah. 1988. It's very obviously 80s for oh, sure. Totally. You yeah. know? Um, and I think, first of all, <laughs> there's so many butts in this movie. <laughs> there's a lot of butts. Yeah. There's a lot of butts. The girls definitely like showing their butts and wiggling them around, which I thought was hilarious. Like every time it came up, I'm like, oh, here's another butt. All right. Awesome. Linnea Quigley. Yeah. <laughs> At least they were nice butts. So that wasn't Quad too bad. Quad City's own. Yeah. <laughs> she's actually, oh. she's from where Joe, or well, where I from grew Davenport. up. And where Joe yeah. lives now. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, which one was she? Was she the one uh the blonde? The blonde. No. Yeah. Yeah. She was her? also she was also the punk girl in uh Night of or uh, Return of Return the Living, of Living Dead. Dead. Yeah. Trash. Is she the blonde yeah, one the- that was wearing the pink outfit? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not the main Return of the Living Dead. She's yeah. the one with the uh, pink flat top that gets naked on top of the mausoleum mm. in Return of Living Dead. She yep. also in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. She's the one that was impaled on the deer antlers. Oh. She's, she's usually naked in every movie, but yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. Which God is, bless her. Yeah. It's funny because actually I, I was just kind of like interested in like what kind of merch was around for this movie. And on Etsy, there's this really obscure... <laughs> It looks like an action figure card, and it has the lipstick, a replica of the lipstick she used to draw the heart uh, on her face. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's weird. That's hilarious. That's totally something I would buy. But anyways, <laughs> um, it kind of gave me um, subtle Alice in Wonderland vibes. And yeah, not just because the lead girl was dressed like Alice, but because of how the storyline went and she was constantly being chased and trying to get out of crazy situations really and trying to get away. And her friend Roger, the guy who was dressed like a pirate, 
I don't know if you guys noticed, but like halfway through the film, he like loses his hat. And at one point, he's only just wearing red and white, which kind of reminded me of the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. And then also he kind of saves her in different points of the movie, like the white rabbit, like he's guiding her through the film, you know? So I don't know if that was meant to be or not, but that's what I picked up on, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so I liked that. Um, I loved the, I mean, I'm an old school goth girl, so I loved the the dance scene where they were like dancing around by the, love, love. the fire and all that. And it was like, ba- I, was it actually Bauhaus they were playing or yeah. was it just a, it was, okay, so they were playing Bauhaus. Stigmata, yeah. 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 So I was like, oh, so good. You know, so there was a lot of cool stuff from the 80s in there that I really enjoyed. Um, And then I also found out that it was filmed around Los Angeles. So I thought that Mm. was cool. And a lot of the places are still there, except Mm. for um, the mortuary house isn't there anymore. But that was owned by the Ralph's uh, grocery chain. Mm. And then they demolished it. Yeah, yeah. there's a Ralph's there now, so I yeah. thought that was funny. But yeah, no, I really, really liked this movie. It was surprisingly good, honestly. I liked it, and it was gory, just enough gore and just enough chasing and just enough of everything to make it just really a fun, like, uh, old-school horror movie for me. Yeah, I agree. I, t- I thought it was totally fun, and but I thought that the, the, that the dance scene, especially when she started dancing – more wildly and yeah. and the and the and the jump cuts in her dance i i thought that that scene was like transcendent like it mm-hmm. rose above everything else that had come before it in that in this movie like it's it's a bad it's a you know a, a good bad 80s movie up to that point but i thought that one scene stood out as really well shot i loved the angle it was shot at i loved mm-hmm. the jump cuts i loved the dancing i and the and just that music where it gets into that that kind of scratchy sound uh the bauhaus thing that they do uh it i i i mean while we were watching it, I was almost, I was like transfixed. It was, it was mm-hmm. really well done. I uh, agree, Matt. I agree. I, just watching that one scene, I, I, I believe it was the actress that was like dancing. It I mean, was, like, yeah. it was, she's phenomenal in it. It, it was yeah, sexy. She, it was, it was um, seducing. Mm-hmm. It was just everything about it. I, I thought that was just like perfectly shot. Yeah. Uh, Her name is uh, Amelia Kincaid and she actually wanted to play that part because she said every, all the other parts had to run around, you know, be naked at some point and run around getting killed. And she said she would rather be the one running around killing them. So yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, obviously she's a dancer. I mean, there's no doubt, no doubt. It was actually really like beautiful and fun to watch. Yeah. I thought I, 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 uh, it seemed out of place out of the whole entire film. Totally, it was yeah. a, it was pretty. I thought it was an intense scene almost, and and I and so I I posted that clip to TikTok uh, last week, and I've watched it a couple times. I just think it's really well done. So, uh, Mark, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, um, yeah, I know it's uh, somewhat of a cult classic, but I missed uh, the boat uh, in this in the eighties when this came out, um, I have no nostalgic memories. I'm like you, uh, Danielle. Um, I, I watched this, I believe last year just to review like a film that I saw. And 
I didn't really much like it. Um, watching it again, it's growing on me. It's growing on me. But uh, the dialogue and the acting is just so cheesy. And for some reason, I just can't get into it, especially at the beginning with the, I mean, I mean, this, the, the little brother is such an asshole. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and the He's dialogue, creepy. it's almost, it's almost incestual, incestual, his thing with his, sister. I think, I think I'm his age at that time in 1988. I think yeah. I'm his age at that time. And man, if I was like in that scene and I get to look at, you know, her in that bra, I mean, I don't know how I would have been able to act. Maybe that's why he was so horrible. Um, yeah, it's 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 corny dialogue. Uh, it's, the one-liners are bad. Uh, it kind of fell flat for me. Um, Church people are going to have to. They're going to do a forceful baptism next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got baptized. I'm yeah. really surprised. I I thought you would like it because of all of the the crazy I know I know dancing and, with the butts and the, and the you butts. know yeah, exactly the butts alone, yeah. I'm I'm telling you I'm telling you, you it's like everything everything about this film everything about this film is like what I enjoy like from Friday 13th and whatnot I don't it's because I guess I'm older now and I don't have that nostalgic to kick in. It's going, oh, remember when you were this young and you watched this? I'm watching this as a 51 year old. Well, Me I've too. never seen it before it's, either. It's I my know. First time. Oh, your first I've, time ever? I've Me too. Wow. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's. I think this is like my fourth time seeing this. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So, yeah. But at did the you end see of- it back in the day, Joe? Um, I saw it when it was on VHS. So it's not like I saw it, you know, first oh, release. Okay. I just, you know, yeah. I remember renting this as a 90s you know, or high whatever. school. Yeah. 95, yeah. 96, probably. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, but like the second time watching, I mean, I started really enjoying the film. Like at the end of it, it's the beginning. It's just so, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm growing up. Maybe I'm being a big boy. I don't know. But it, I still think I, I understand, you know, how it's a cult classic they they got everything in it you know to make it you know this 80s you know fun horror film and honestly around like 1988 we had jason takes manhattan we or was that 89 i'm not sure but it's it's gotta be one of the better ones you know horror films in uh in the late 80s that's for sure so um yeah i do recommend it i do it's it's just I don't have that nostalgic thing. Maybe if I watch it a couple more times, I'm going to appreciate it more. But what what is up with the lipstick uh, going into the nipple? That that was just weird. Oh, my gosh. I totally yeah. forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> what was that? That is so weird. Was, I don't it know. It was well done. It was. Well done. Like, it was. In, in between the breasts, you could tell, like, I, I mean – I didn't notice. I just thought it was makeup. It, I thought they were her actual breasts. But when she put it in the nipple, I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like Actually, she has breasts. So how did they do that? Interesting point about that. The guy that did the molding of her actual breasts for the effect, she later married in real life. <laughs> I, I would That's, awesome. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, that was really, really bizarre. I completely forgot yeah. about that. That was amazing. I'd yeah. never seen that before ever. Now I want to Google it and see why. Why? Like, yeah. I always want to know why they do certain things. You know, like, what does that have to do with the story? Mm-hmm. You know? Just stick nothing. a lipstick in a Probably nipple. Like, <laughs> in a nothing. nipple. Why not? Why not? Uh, I, Joe, what did you think of this? I don't like to overanalyze these types of films. Um, right. I, I'm very on the surface with this, especially when there is dialogue by my favorite character, Stooge, which, and this is a quote, eat a bowl of fuck. It's an actual line that Stooge <laughs> yeah. says in the film. Um <laughs> And I, most of my notes are about Stooge. Like, you know, if he was a real man, when he's mooning that guy as they're driving by uh, the old guy at the beginning, he moons him with his underwear still on. If, if Stooge is a real man, his bare ass would have been hanging out the window. Um, the actor refused. Did he really? Yeah, he wouldn't show <laughs> I his can, butt. I can we'll see put why. a pig nose on um, his head, uh, on his nose throughout the whole yeah. entire film, but fuck my ass, no. Um, you know, the, I, I will say... I mean, like I said, I've, I've seen this like three, four times. I am a big fan of it. I have watched it from a long time ago. I consider it a classic, especially from that era. However, I will say that if I had been in that movie, the party they were having, I probably would have left because that was pretty damn lame. You know, you're yeah. talking like six, eight people dancing in an empty living room, and they're going way too berserk over when somebody brings out a strobe light. I mean, you'd swear to God they just dropped acid or something. I'm like, hey, it's just a slow blinking light, guys. Just calm down. Have a couple of the beers that Stooge brought. Um, I I will agree. I like the soundtrack to this uh, entirely. I I think it's fantastic. I even like the uh, goofy little animations at the credits at the beginning. It reminds me of um, One Crazy Summer and Better Off Dead. Um, And most importantly... I'd like to point out, especially in this era, uh, I'm a big fan of Roger, the one African-American gentleman in this film who lived. I The first time I saw this, I'm like, yep, he's going to be the first one to die. Nope, he made it all the way to the end. So good for Roger. Way to go, buddy. Do, do you know why Roger lived? Because he, he abandoned the final girl. He abandoned her in the most hilarious, funny ways. She's going, Roger, don't leave me. He jumps out the window. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. jumps out the window. He's, he's like, like, fuck F off. this. Yeah. I'm he out. Goes, he's, <laughs> Good luck. He's the, smartest, he's the smartest character in there, and that's why he yeah, but he kept, he kept coming back for her, though. Like, even at the end, he came back for you. think, oh, he's out. No, he came back. Well, how did he back. even get up on? How did how the hell did he even like get back on that on that brick wall to like you know reach out? I, there was I don't nothing know. There, I but, don't know. But 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 our man just jumps out the window, leaves her all the time. He's she's going to help me. He's cowered in. <laughs> it's it's he's great. He was the best character out of yeah, the whole entire film. I agree. I agree. I'm I'm gonna go sleep in the car. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, well, um, I guess we can move on to, <laughs> we're already over an hour. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> our, well, our Sharktober part, um, uh, went, w- went on a while. Uh, that's fine. So our next one, 
is I, this is a perennial favorite of mine. It's one that I, I probably pull out every Halloween time. Pull it out, Matt. I'm going to pull it out. <laughs> pull it out. Um, <laughs> not in front of my sister. And it turned on the... Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I'm blind. I'm blind. <laughs> um, Michelle. Whip it out. <laughs> and that, that is this out. 1999's Tim Burton. I think it's his masterpiece, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, New York detective Ichabod Crane is sent to Sleepy Hollow to investigate a series of mysterious deaths in which the victims are found beheaded. But the locals believe the culprit is none it, uh, to be none other than the ghost of the legendary Headless Horseman. So this, of course, stars Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci, Miranda Richardson, Michael Gambon, which, uh, who obviously you know, just passed away recently. Uh, Casper Van Dien. It's uh, also um, Jeffrey Jones, Richard Griffiths. It's a, it's a huge cast. And I, I just, you're forgetting the most it. important one. Who? Christopher Walken. Oh yes. yeah. Christopher, yeah. Duh. Christopher Walken. Uh, um, he's, you're he's forgetting so- the most important one. Ray Park is the headless horseman who played Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. Uh, oh, the uncredited guy? Yeah, he's yeah. more important than Christopher Walken? Christopher yeah, Walken. Right. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I Mark. overspoke. Sorry. And Johnny Depp oh. and Christina Ricci. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is – I just the aesthetic in this – is is so amazing that the, the it's every single shot is like a painting and i i love it's or like a beautiful photograph it 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 just everything about it is is my ideal for where i'd want to be on halloween during the month yep. of october it's like the perfect october atmosphere i wish that disney had the rights to this and they could make a whole theme park land at Disneyland of this because I would spend most of my time there. Uh, I think the opening credits are amazing with the sort of the ghostly opening credits, you know, the way they reveal themselves in that ghostly way. I love it. Um, It's meticulous. Everything is, everything design wise is consistent. Every shot is a painting. Um, The image, uh, I was, I love the image of the mother's eyes peering through those slats when her head gets cut Mm -hmm. off, you know, and the boy is looking up and the mom's eyes. It's just, um, there's a, uh, oh, the, the line villainy wears many masks, none so dangerous as the mask of virtue. And there's just some great lines in here. I think this is really, I, to be honest, I think it might be Tim Burton's like last great movie. Um, that, that he's done. I, that he's had some good ones since this, but I, I can't think of one that's that I could say was a great movie since this movie. And I think this is his best movie. Uh, personally, it's my favorite of his. And I think it's just an absolute masterpiece. So uh, Danielle, what do you have to say about this? I mean, exactly what you said, <laughs> everything. I'm a huge Tim Burton fan. So yeah. I forgot how good this movie 
is. Yeah. I remember I did see it in the movie theater when it came out, yeah. but I haven't seen it in a long time. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, gosh, dang, it's so good. But kind of what I like about it is, you know, Tim Burton's so quirky and like eccentric with most of his movies, but this one is kind of understated. Right. As far as his like quirkiness goes. But so I like that about it. You know, it's haunting and it's like dark and, you know, it's but then also Johnny Depp is so fun and mm-hmm. he's, um, you know, the way that he's kind of like uh, nervous. He plays his he plays Ichabod Crane as like a nervous Nelly all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and and a little bit of humor in there, you know, and you just and I just laugh at certain c- scenes, you know, like when he sees the headless horseman for the first time yeah. <laughs> and he freaks out and then he's yeah. like, no, but did you see it? You yeah. know, yeah. and I'm just like, this is brilliant. Like somehow they seamlessly put some comedy in there. Just enough, you know, to like break up the darkness of the whole thing, you know? I really like that. Um, Christopher Walken, of course, was amazing in this. So he was definitely one of my favorites. And then I, when I first saw this movie, I didn't even think about this. But now when I look at it, when I watch it now, years later, like Christina Ricci looks so young <laughs> compared yeah. to oh, yeah. everybody else. I'm like, whoa, you know, like I don't know how old she actually was in this movie um i do know she looks young for her age um so i understand that but still i'm like oh she looks like she's 16 you know (laughs) um and so uh sometimes like that kind of like would just throw me off a little bit you know at this well considering that i'm older now but um other than that like i really loved it um I, I really liked how they would show the outside scenes with the houses and anything out, outdoors was black and white, basically. And then the interior shots had more color to them. And and I just really love that kind of transition, you know, so when you're feeling like you're outside, you're really like isolated and mm-hmm. and. It's dark and gray and dreary, you know, and and it's like you just want to be inside all the time. Um, Let's see. What else? Um, uh, And there were a lot of twists and turns to the whole thing, too. Uh, You know, I feel like they added a lot to it that made it more interesting than just the story of the Headless Horseman, you know, Uh, the the Tree of the Dead, which was really cool. Um, And then the witch and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. I, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. So, and the music by Danny Elfman, of course. So, oh, of my course. fave. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, Joe, you just took one of my major points. The music. excellent Oops. Danny Elfman score. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, this kind of got me thinking. There, uh, Mondo has a different. Well, it's the same version, but they've got this custom art for this particular soundtrack. That's all like the cover art is black and white with splashes of red. And what you were saying earlier about the outdoor shots being black and white, that's one of my notes is I kind of wish they had gone with that for the whole film Mm. where the entire thing is black and white, which is splashes of red wherever it's necessary. Kind of like a Sin City uh, bleach bypass type thing. I just thought that might have been kind of neat. Uh, My favorite set piece by far is that tree it is just mm-hmm. gorgeous yeah, yeah. A horse jumping in and out of that giant tree vagina it's just it's a great effect um i often wonder uh what this story would be. I, I was thinking while i was watching i'm like you know if if the headless horseman wasn't supernatural would this be as good you know if it was 
like a guy with an actual head, you know, and not, you mm-hmm. know, an actual headless guy. Yeah. I was thinking it'd probably still be good to a point. Mm-hmm. Once they do the reveal, then the whole thing just seems like a Scooby-Doo episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm glad they keep it more the traditional supernatural actual cutoff head. Although I often question why did they have to have Christopher Walken's teeth so jagged? Uh, he shaved him down. He did that himself. It, it, they said in the show. Okay. Yeah. All right. I must have. Yeah. To, to make that. himself more of. He shaved them down when uh, he was uh, fighting to make himself look more fierce to the soldiers. The well, prosthetic teeth, right? Not his real teeth, obviously. No. Well, no. He was asking why the character no, had his. <laughs> well, I just, well, I, I just start listening. I'm just. You just listening. started listening? Yeah, that's that's. What I mean. No, I'm listening. I'm just saying that you know it's like you no, but I assume... down his teeth, but I didn't assume at for a split second or a couple seconds that it maybe he did it to his real teeth. I don't. I, know. You have that same question mark, okay? So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, don't don't let him off the hook. Uh, go ahead, Joe. What what else did you have? That that's okay. really. I mean, it's it's a it's an absolute favorite of mine. I watch it every year. Yeah, I adore it. If if I can't believe anybody listening to us hasn't seen this, but probably if yeah. you haven't, you're you know go see it. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I wrote a monologue. All right, <laughs> Joe's Joe's really excited. It's not a monologue. I I, but. Besides the beautiful uh, cinematography and gray haunting atmospheres, this film truly, um, I think, is meant to be a tongue-in-cheek bad film. Uh, We have the great Tim Burnham with the most perfect story that fits um, to his taste. Everything on screen looks amazing, but when you get to the script, it gets a little bit too complicated. Now, I understand that. It's a short story. It's the legend of Sleepy Hollow. You got to elaborate on it. Um, so I do understand that. Um, I never. Did you write the... the ums in your monologue too? No, I didn't. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to put make some it natural. natural. Oh, okay. Those okay. are and natural. Oh, and so then the ums are... come in. It's like I go off script. You know. Yes, I write down everything because my brain doesn't work the way yours does, guys. Mm. Um, I never seemed to get this film until I started to research on this. Um, I realized that Tim Burton uh, made a horror film from the late 60s and 70s with Sleepy Hollow, Um, like sequels to the classic horror films like Frankenstein Created Woman or The Revenge of Frankenstein. Uh, Those films really had nothing to do with the original film besides uh, having the monster in it, the same as Sleepy Hollow with The Headless Horseman. And with that perspective, I think I can enjoy this film uh, much more. Um, when I saw this film in the movie theater, I was disappointed. I I thought, you know, I was going to get kind of like the Disney kind of atmosphere, you know, or just like storyline. And then it went with the detective. Now that I did a little bit more research before I watched this film um, for, I think, like the fifth time I've seen it. So obviously I like this film. But now that I did research before this episode and before watching this film, and it's got that it's got that uh, horror hammer feel, like with Christopher Lee. It's their set designs are the same uh, palette with gray and uh, brown and whatnot. And I think I I'm not like 
terribly, I'm, I'm not absolutely like sure, like this is what Tim Vernon was going for, but this is what I think um, some other people have, uh, have been thinking. And so I, I enjoy this film a lot more. There's a lot of Tim Vernon uh, aspects of it. And I love Tim Vernon, don't get me wrong, but he goes a little bit too far with the Tim Vernon, um, I don't know, ideas like in his head. Um, but other than that, I, I do really enjoy this film. It's it's not one of my favorite, you know, horror films, but I just love watching the the cinematography. I think Johnny Depp is way too freaking good looking for this film. He is just absolutely never. Gorgeous. He is too gorgeous for this film to be Ichabod Crane. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do a little prosthetics or something, I'm or sorry. hire another his... actor. He's too what good looking. What? What was his name? Johnny Depp. No, his character name? Ichabob Crane. <laughs> it's not Ichabob. It's Bob. It's what? Ichabod with a D. It's Ichabob. No, no. Ichabod. No. It's Ichabob. Mm-mm, no. It's Ichabod. Oh, d- Ichabod. No, it's Bob yes. Crane from Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> Ichabod. Ichabod Crane. It's Ichabod. Like body. It's Ichabod. I wrote like, every write it down? single word Ichabod. I-C-H-I-B-O-B. It's like the, the creepy it's, version of SpongeBob. His name's Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ichabod? Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Who says that Ichabod Crane has to be ugly? Yeah. Yeah, it, well, I don't know where anywhere I it says was, that. I was going with the Disney version. He's got the you know the Roman nose. Yeah, and if it doesn't look like Super somebody skinny. drew it in 1947, yeah. Mark's not happy. Yeah, Mark's not happy about that. <laughs> well, that's what I grew up with, and that's what I you know kind of expected. You know, then you get perfect Johnny Depp, and uh, it was a little distracting. It's like, God damn, he's he's good looking. It's like <laughs> his hair is perfect. His hair is perfect, and he had one zit and one seam. And it it was it was a whitehead. I just wanted to fucking pop it. It was way too much makeup on on these characters. But um, anyways, I love the film. It's great. Excellent. Uh, so moving on, we are moving on to. Is two- it really Ichabod? It is Ichabod. Yes. Yeah, you can look it up. Uh, All my life, it's Mark, been if Ichabod. You watched. If you were a big fan of the Disney film, yeah, I'm you sure should have known written, that. The, you know, isn't it like the Adventures of Ichabod Crane? Yeah, it should no. be written yeah. on your VHS cover. Yeah, or I can't read on the movie. Oh, moving on, uh, moving on moving to two thousand seven. One of my all-time favorite movies, and I'm so glad that we finally get to talk about it. In, in we never had an opportunity before. Man. No, we didn't. We had an op- a brilliant <laughs> opportunity, actually. It just didn't happen because somebody mm-hmm. had to watch Snoop Dogg Tower of Terror or whatever it was. But uh, if we if if, put, if we did horror, if I put horror. Trick or Treat if I put Trick or Treat into uh, my anthology horror thing, we wouldn't be able to discuss Trick or Treat with Danielle. So, well, do you mean Snoop Bob? Actually, (laughs) 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 
Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. The sinister jungle, Danielle. Fuck you. Fuck you. Holy shit. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> I told you I listened to the podcast. Yeah, she does. I know how it goes. Zinger. That was a zinger. Um, Trick or Treat, 2007. This is directed by Michael Doherty, who... Oh, this guy's good. Um, poison, drowning, claw, or knife. So many ways to take a life. Four interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might just have met the one guy for her. A group of teenagers pull a mean prank. And a bitter old recluse receives an uninvited guest. So uh, this is... From 2007, this is a movie that just got absolutely destroyed by its uh, producers. They they it was supposed to be released in theaters and in I believe 2006, if not earlier, and it wasn't because Michael Doherty had just done a little movie with Brian Singer. Is that the guy's name, Brian Singer? Right, the yeah. producer or director with Brian Singer called. Superman Returns, uh, and Michael Doherty wrote it. Brian Singer directed it. Brian Singer is also the producer of this movie. They had a little, I guess, working relationship at that time. And so the bombing of of Superman uh, kind of made them how that bo- how that movie bombed and the critical and and commercial lack of success that it had gave them pause and so they pushed back i had even seen the the previews for this when i rented a movie and i i, I think it was i think the previews for this i can't remember what movie it was now but there was a movie that i rented on uh netflix or or best buy or whatever that had previews for this at the beginning it was a horror movie and I was so pumped for this movie to come out when I saw the previews and then it just never came out. And I kept reading about it, reading about it. And they finally released it just in some festivals and word of mouth from those festivals grew so large that they finally released it on, on DVD. And now of course it is a Halloween classic. It is an anthology, which also I think studios gives them pause, but I believe this might be the best anthology horror anthology ever made and i mean that's not a you know there's not a lot of competition there i guess but i i think it's my favorite at least uh i give it five stars i think it's a masterpiece brian cox is in this he's almost unrecognizable uh, they actually made him up to look like uh john carpenter was their intention anna paquin uh, and this is i think before True Blood or right around the time True Blood came out. as She filmed it well before True Blood. Uh, Dylan Baker, who's just absolutely amazing in this, Quinn Lord. Uh, a, a lot of people are in this that that um, were just, I think, fantastic. Uh, a little trivia about this. Um, the, they, the whole idea behind this is the four stories, the four major stories in this are supposed to progress are supposed to progress through your life of Halloween. So the story of the of the principal and his son is how we are we are introduced to Halloween through our parents. The story of the teenagers going to the to the um uh 
the goal it's not a gully what is that a quarry when they go to the quarry quarry, the teenagers that is represents your teenage years and your first time being able to wander around at halloween night trick-or-treating by yourselves without parents with you uh the uh the the women uh, the werewolf women in this represent you partying in your 20s and that halloween represents sex and partying and 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 all of that and the story with brian cox in his house is halloween through the eyes of the elderly as it being kind of a big annoyance by that point in their lives so um that's kind of that was and i thought that was kind of an interesting thing um let's see they uh, the, the school bus massacre was, um, the, it, there's in that scene where they t- where they go back in time to talk about the school bus massacre and they show the b- school bus driving down the street. There is a 1958 Plymouth fury on the street there. And that is a nod to, uh, John Carpenter and Stephen King. Um, let's see. Yeah, like I said, the the look of it of of Brian Cox's character, he was supposed to look like uh, he was supposed to look like uh, John Carpenter. Also, the gumball. I thought this was interesting. The, there's the gumball scene where it's rolling in the in the scene with the old man on the ground. That was uh, inspired by the ball scene, the little uh, toy ball scene from the Changeling. You know that? Remember that scene where the ball comes bouncing down? That was inspired by that and. Coincidentally enough, it was actually the cameraman shooting it also did the ball scene from the Changeling. It was his first movie as a camera operator. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So I didn't now it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, I like that. I I like that from the children's to the old man's point. I mean, yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah. This Um, was all in the required reading, Danielle. Yeah. It was? (laughs) I didn't get yeah. that page. You should have. You should have gotten the textbook. Uh, but it, it actually, there's a lot of little. <laughs> there's a lot of little nods like that in this to other horror movies. You can you can look it up. There's a lot of trivia out there about the little little details that they added in here to be oh, nods man. to horror movies. So so cool. Yeah, the uh, opening sequence where it's like a radio. Uh, announcer talking about Halloween, being careful about your candy and all that stuff. Uh, that was only shot for the, the original trailer. Uh, but Michael Doherty liked it so much. He included it at the beginning of the movie. So again, like I said, I love this movie. I think the Halloween aesthetic, it's very Tim Burton esque. Uh, Michael Doherty has a Tim Burton quality. I think Krampus is, is very similar. Uh, very, um, very has a has a very strong artistic aesthetic. So, uh, Danielle, what are your thoughts on Trick or Treat? Well, now that I know kind of the backstory, which I didn't realize, it totally makes sense because I was like, "How are all these stories like intertwined together?" And now I get it. Like, yeah. I didn't realize there was so much more to this movie, and I'd never seen it. I think until last year when you and me and Michelle were talking about it. Oh, oh, really? It was the first time you saw it was last year. Yeah, oh. yeah, and and man, I love it. I love it. This has definitely become one of my very favorites that I like to watch, and I made my boyfriend watch it, <laughs> and he liked it. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, so it was really good. You know, I mean, I of course I love Sam. I mean, 
that's like a iconic character from this movie that everybody yeah. everybody puts their kids in this costume at the horror conventions. <laughs> you yeah, see these little true. Sams running around everywhere, yeah. and they're so cute. And I w- and I always wondered where it was from. I was like, what is that from? And then I watched the movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's it's just so good. I don't know what else to say about it besides I just love every part of it. You know. Um, yeah. yeah, speaking it's just speaking, good. Speaking of Sam, uh the little boy who's peeking in at the the girls in the dressing room who's kind of, you know, peeping at them, he also is the he plays Sam in the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh except when there's uh action scenes that was played by an actual 8-year-old stunt <laughs> stunt person, which I didn't realize there were child stunt people, but yeah. Oh wow. I can uh, they even do that? I guess, yeah, I don't know. That's what I read anyway. So. I don't know. Well, it's Brian That's Singer, awesome. so you, you, yeah. you never know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, who knows They're all how stunt this... kids <laughs> to him, yeah. I don't know Yoy-ty. if I should do that or Thank this. You. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it was the, the first drum, one. The better. drum, the yeah. drum's yeah, yeah, better. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what did you think of Trick or Treat? I have nothing but love for this film. I cannot get over how they made an entire multiverse or universe of this. If you watch the film, you will see characters from one of the stories in the anthology walk across in the background to the others, which is just outstanding to me. Um, You know, in every, in every sequence, you'll see one of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. um, In fact, the, in fact, at the very beginning of the movie, you know, when that couple comes home, after after partying and and she yep. wants to blow out the candle in the background of that scene you can see the 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 kids who rose up from the quarry and came to the old man's house to kill him you can yeah. see them leaving his house yeah. oh really everything's all happening in real time yeah because at the end yep. of the film those kids are trick-or-treating at his house oh that. yeah so they can yeah i remember that now yeah that's yep. really really and, really really cool Damn. When that couple is, when they kind of wind back the clock before they got home and they were walking downtown on the parade, right? the werewolf girls walk by. Mm-hmm. And yep. speaking of which, Mark, take note, those are werewolves. If more werewolf va- uh, movies had, you know, sexy girls turning into werewolves, I would watch more <laughs> werewolf movies. There are films like That's, that, Joe. You just haven't seen them yet. The only thing this film is missing is more butts. That would be great. <laughs> um I love how when they shoot Sam at the end, he's his like head is actually filled with pumpkin guts. Yep. You know, it's they they have so much attention to detail. Oh, I even God. think it's funny that they had to create um, because all the candy is poisoned or has razor blades in it that all these kids get. So they had to, you know, no actual branded company like Kit Kats and Snickers, they're not going to allow to have their stuff in this movie. So they had to make all these new candy bars and wrappers mm-hmm. and stuff for this. So the, you know, all the detail all the way down to that. So I, I, like I said, I have nothing but love for this film. It's an, it is my favorite Halloween anthology. Yeah, totally. Uh, Mark. Well, I, I mean, I reviewed this film, I believe, last year because you guys uh, shamed me or something. So I I, I watched it and um, I absolutely love it. Um, I believe my first comment was uh, last year 
was why can't all towns celebrate Halloween like this movie? Yeah. Just, oh my gosh. Can you imagine just walking out and you go a little bit downtown and you have Halloween, you know, shops and everyone, you know, celebrating, got the drums, kind of a New Orleans uh, feeling to the whole thing. Wouldn't that be just magical just to have one night, one night where everyone's celebrating Halloween? Because I want it. I want that. Um, uh, just looking at uh, Anna Paquin just makes me want to do, Joe, you could skip out on this episode, but man, I want to do an episode on True Blood. I oh. do. I do. Thank um, God. I thought that was going. I was like, "Where direction. is this going?" Yeah, I thought that was going in a totally different direction. Wait, what do you I was mean? I was going to take my headphones off. I know. Wait, what? We were all like, we were la, all like, la 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 la. Did we everybody just sweat? Like what? I, I don't understand. Wait, what? Yeah, do an you episode. Said, here's how you started the sentence. And Joe, watching watching Anna Paquin makes me want to do. Oh, oh, Joe, I don't think you're going to want to hear this. Oh, no. Darn right I don't. Okay, so anyways, yeah, I would like I to get do an episode. Matt, you've got to sit through that. I get a pass. Matt <laughs> Matt loves vampires, and I'm sure he's watched the whole entire seven seasons. I'm sure maybe James has, maybe Danielle. Um, I love Yeah, I, I watched it. Yeah, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I love True Blood. and um, I like the first few seasons. Well, after that, yeah. Okay, well, maybe we can do an episode on that because I just love watching her. Um, it's 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 just a fantastic film. Um, where was I? Um, oh, at the beginning, uh, Emma, who um, says uh, she hates Halloween, and but her front lawn is uh, decorated in Halloween, and she's going. And I believe she said at the beginning, she's going. Oh, yeah, I'm done with Halloween or something. I don't know. But she hates Halloween, but she's got all her decorations. I'm sure, like, she has her uh, husband, like, just whiplash or something. It's like, yeah, let's not do uh, Halloween directions. That's a stupid note. Um, anyways, I love this film. Um, the werewolves are great. Um, Sam is the name of... Uh, yeah, the little guy. Yeah. Sure, He's adorable. Sam. He's mm-hmm. the most adorable uh, killer, I think, in horror history. I think he he's adorable. Love him. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I I think this film's great. I think it's a great anthology. How it just interweaves and whatnot. I love the principal. I think he's my favorite character throughout the whole entire film. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? A sociopath. Uh, another... I don't know. You know, another thing that I I love about this is that it's an an anthology that does not use a wraparound story. Mm. Most of them have like some character you come back to after each episode, but this doesn't. It weaves them all together. So there's no, you know, like a creep show. What? Like a Trisket. Like creep show you come back to the whatever that character is and the crypt keeper or or whoever that whatever that is and uh that what was the one that we watched at john carpenter's 
body bags or whatever oh, coming back yeah. to him doing that stupid character that was sort of like Svengali or Svenguli. Um, you yeah. loved that movie, man. I did. You I loved did. it. I'm just, but I, those wraparound scenes, we were all like, those are so dumb. This is yeah. so bad. So, but, but this didn't have that. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, all right. Let's move on to... This, is, this one came out in 2016, and now this was a very happy mistake on my part because I was thinking of a different movie. Well, I looked, I was researching movies that are set at Halloween, and obviously there's a lot of them, but some of them I was just like, I don't know if I want to watch that and this and that. And then this one came up, and I thought, oh, that's that movie I watched when I was thinking of a different movie, and it was a movie called, I, um, called You Might Be the Killer, and it's more comedy it's a horror comedy. And I think I do recommend people watch that. In fact, you guys might want to check that out for Shocktober. It's not set at Halloween and I didn't think it was, but then it was on this, this, this movie was on the list and I was thinking of that one. So anyway, uh, this one is called, I am not a serial killer. And it is a sort of similar story to the other one, but not really because, um, we know we find out very early on who the serial killer really is in this movie. And it's not so much about a mystery as it is about how this young man handles it. And it, uh, so every town has its monster in a small Midwestern town, a troubled teen with homicidal tendencies must hunt down and destroy a supernatural killer while keeping his own inner demons at bay. Now, Unfortunately, I don't think we should get too far into what the thing, what the the secret of this movie is, because this isn't one I don't, I, I don't think this is one that a lot of people have seen. So I don't want to give spoilers. Now we can talk about the fact that, that, uh, who the serial killer is, because that is revealed very early, but there is a twist in this movie or not, I don't know if I'd call it a twist, but there's a reveal in this movie that I, I don't think we should go into. Um, we can talk about it in general. Uh, I know that this drives you crazy, Mark, when you can't actually spoil a movie, but I, I don't think we should. It's not one that's been seen much. And I do think it's worth recommending to people to check out. And if we spoil that, then that gives away a, a big part of it. Uh, now we can talk about whether we enjoyed that reveal or not, but um but yeah, no, I don't think we should should spoil it. Uh, I I loved this. I thought it was fantastic. It's better than the movie I thought I was thinking of, and I really enjoyed. You're, you might be the killer. It's great. Allison Hannigan is in it, and it's got a kind of comic uh, comic vibe to it. Definitely worth checking out. But this one was far more psychological, and I thought that um, uh. You know, it was one I kind of got into and I just stopped taking notes and watched it. And I I was surprised by it. I thought the the lead actor, uh, Max Records, I think is his name. He, phenomenal. I, th- I thought he was phenomenal. He plays a boy who's, uh, I believe he's on the spectrum. And he's worried because he doesn't, I don't know if he's on the spectrum or, or he has some kind of mental illness because he sees a therapist and he's, he's worried that he might be a sociopath. And... And so he sees this therapist who's trying to work through it with him because he does have these tendencies and he sort of sees people as objects and, but he doesn't, he doesn't have the impulse to kill uh, until, and then he meets an actual serial killer 
and he sees he kind of investigates and finds exactly who this real serial killer is and and he instead of reporting the guy he sort of just watches him and observes and and doesn't participate he doesn't help him but he definitely sort of gets involved in a way it's very strange and ambiguous his intentions which i kind of loved and uh i thought christopher lloyd is fantastic in this movie uh, so this was one I really, this was a, I, I felt one of my favorite finds of the, this will probably go down as one of my favorite finds of the year. Um, and it was totally by accident. So, uh, Danielle, what did you think? Well, I kind of feel the same way. I, I have never heard of this movie. I watch a lot of horror movies. I've never heard of this movie. And I know yeah. that we said in the beginning what year every movie is filmed in, but when I turn this thing on, I was like, this must be filmed in the 90s, you know? It looked older. The kid is riding a BMX bike around, you know? And I was like, what the heck, you know? And then I'm like, oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden, like, at one point, he whips out his iPhone to take a picture of Christopher Lloyd. And I was like, "Yeah, is that an iPhone? <laughs> I mean, even from down to the music, the soundtrack sounded like it was an older film, you know, right. yeah. and the the way it was shot too, you know, it was a little faded and, you know, it just, it was, it was really a surprise as to how good this was. And I was invested in it, you know, so much so that I wasn't even writing down notes. I was just like watching it, like going, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know. I and don't Christopher know that yeah. I completely bought the reveal at the end, but it didn't ruin the movie for me, certainly. Uh, it was interesting. I, agree. It was, I was not expecting it, but but it did explain a couple things that I wondered about as we were going on, like why there was like this black gunk around and stuff like that. But but um, oh, I oh, can I say what I thought that was? Uh, yeah, I guess so. As long as I it's thought not it, a, yeah, I thought it was oil from his car. Oh. Yeah, we, we could talk after, and uh, because they do reveal what what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you, so, yeah. yeah no, I, I wasn't going to talk about it was, yeah. too, but I, I thought it was maybe yeah, oil or something like that. But it, I thought it was odd, and then and then at the reveal, you find out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The re the ending was definitely unexpected, and and I have questions, but there mm -hmm. are no answers because it's right. just the ending, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But leading up to that, I really loved it. I loved the witty banter, like the kid, the way his one-liners were just awesome, you know? And mm -hmm. he was just very matter-of-fact about everything, you know? <laughs> right. Like, um, I mean, he works at a mortuary. And, they, and it's his family mortuary, right? Where they embalm people right, yeah. and stuff like that, you know? And, and it's like, well, I mean, they're cutting up dead bodies. I mean, that's what they do, you know? And he's just like, whatever about it, you know? And right. his family is just like shocked that it doesn't bother him. But I'm like, almost isn't that like the perfect mortician? Is <laughs> someone mm -hmm. that it doesn't really affect them that much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I loved it. This is absolutely going to be on one of my favorites lists forever. So really good. Uh, Mark. Well, this is what I hate about uh, reviewing reviewing movies. Sometimes it's because it's like we can't reveal the ending. Um, I understand that we have listeners that um, haven't seen this movie, but we do have listeners that have uh, seen this movie and 
has dedicated like seeing these movies. So I'm on the cusp right now. It's like, dang it. I want to talk about the ending because it's so important. Um, but um, I will say that it's the, this film's wonderful. Um, it It is, this kid is a sociopath and he's on the cusp of going, it, can he go down a rabbit hole or can he just be normal? I mean, he does uh, these uh, uh, sentences uh, when he's at the dance and he's going to look at you like you're a piece of cardboard. It's mm-hmm. it's just fantastic to watch. And, and it's watching um, a sociopath, and he is a sociopath, watching him um, so on the verge of going, am I going to go into the deep end or am I going to be like a normal person? Um, it goes so back and forth and it's so intriguing to watch. And go ahead, I, don't, I, I don't know that he'll ever be a normal person, but I think that, you know, there, there is a difference between being somebody who, who, who kind of sees people as just objects and, and can't really have a, a actual meaningful relationship and, yeah. and being a killer, you know? And so I think he's discovering in the, in this, that he's not that at least, you know? You see that you see that with the with the phone when, when he uses the phone on somebody mm-hmm. and in there there's remorse there's remorse with him and he calls his therapist and so that's a sign that yeah he's not at that point he's well, not at that point also, that he actually called well also he he says that he used to hurt animals yeah until he heard somebody say that that was not right and so then he stopped doing it. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. that compulsion wasn't there. He just was doing it because he didn't think anything of it, you know? And then when he heard that's not acceptable, people talking about, you know, somebody who did that, like then, then he was like, Oh, well then I'll, I'll not do that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think Christopher Lloyd's great in this film. Um, yeah, I will, I, I will say that, um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything when I say this. I I do think that this is a love story and you don't find out about that until the end, that -hmm. this is a love story. And the fact that this is a love story with this character and all the way through like of what happened, this is still a love story and why he's still trying to, um, trying to be around. Mm -hmm. If you know what I'm saying, um, it's, it's, it, it's a beautiful love story. And it, I, I think if you go back into, uh, some of the, uh, scenes with this film, um, when Christopher Lloyd can't dance anymore and he's sitting at the bar and knowing now watching this scene, like knowing from the end and then going back to the scene and you see this person knowing what has all transpired what a fascinating scene that is just seeing this person sitting at a bar watching the barber and his wife dancing what's going through his mind and whatnot um it's it's just a fascinating film it's 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 a great film i love this film um i yeah it's it's wonderful uh joe i love the duality of the family name of the mortuary because it is uh, Cleaver yeah. is the name, the family name. <laughs> I yep. never even noticed which is that. So yeah. distasteful. It. It's such a distasteful name for the funeral home. <laughs> At a boy, Joe. But then again, it's also uh, 
ironic when you think of it as the warden June Cleaver. Right. You know, yeah, that's what I was thinking is, things. yeah. Oh, I, well, I was thinking because that's what they are not. Plus also the, you know, the knife. Right. The cleaver yeah. Yeah. Oh. But no, I was thinking it's like beaver cleaver. Yeah. 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 So very interesting choice of the last name of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of this film, I was trying to, I was thinking this was if the movies, the house that Jack built yes. and Napoleon Dynamite got together <laughs> and had a baby. That would be this film. Yeah. What? Because that kid <laughs> just seems so awkward in school. Yeah. And trying to fit in. That's, you know, it's, that's what I got. You see his, him getting um, his, his tots smashed by the bully or something right, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I was really enjoying, I mean, this, this storyline could have gone a couple different ways. I was really enjoying the path where it started at the beginning before we found out who the killer was, mm-hmm. um, where it was just more exploring this kid's psyche and how he handles society. Um, that's the storyline I thought we were going to continue on with. I loved all the confrontation scenes with, you know, the bully in the cafeteria. And then most importantly, I, that was the one at the dance was just phenomenal. Yeah. Where he just put that kid mm. back in his place. I yeah. wanted more of that, but I yeah. understand if that's the road that we kept going down and wouldn't have probably been much of a movie Mm -hmm. so i understand why they took that turn i just wish they didn't abandon that original story as much as they did Mm. i mean it's it's still it still was present it's just i don't know i i was really enjoying that end of things and i'm kind of disappointed that it went away Mm -hmm. but still very good movie and I, i i did really enjoy it um i i yeah like i said i had another movie in my head for how this was going to end but the one that i got i did enjoy quite a bit yeah yeah i I also agree with joe it's like i did um excuse me i did research and um so this is a novel and over half of this book before they even get into um the serial killer i mean the serial i guess the serial killer is like in it and it's like mentioned but most of this film is about um this character um, dealing with all this uh, sociopath, you know, like uh, mental uh, shit that's going on in his head. And then, it, you know, at the later part of this novel, then they get into, you know, what happens at the end of the film. So I understand, like, you know, what Joe um, is saying with that. Um, I'm, I'm happy with the ending. Um, it, it was a nice twist. Um the twist kind of like happened at the begin or at the middle of the film on the lake. I agree, but still, the, just that you know one scene when he's looking out on the lake and you see what happens and he pisses his pants. I mean, that was terrifying. That was that was mm-hmm. great, great. Yeah. What a mistake you made, Matt. I know it was great, great mistake, a happy mistake. Yeah. Um, all right. So this brings us to our last movie, and that is 2023. That's this year. So uh, it just just came out, and this was the movie that that came out on the same weekend as Barbie and Oppenheimer, even though it is set at Halloween. I'm sure that the – I don't know what they were thinking. I'm sure they were thinking, well, we'll we'll double dip. We'll have a big opening. It's a horror movie – big opening this summer and then we'll release it to video in the fall and we'll double dip. But 
obviously that didn't happen. It didn't make very much money in the summer because it was, it, it came out the same weekend as the biggest, uh, film like spectacle that we've seen in years. Um, a long time. Yeah. So anyway, this is cobweb from 2023 directed by, uh, Samuel Bodine or Bowden. I don't know. Um, he hasn't done a lot. He did a movie called ashes to ashes. And then it looks like a, I think maybe a short, but in terms of directing, he hasn't, he hasn't done a lot. Uh, but this is, uh, an eight year old Peter is plagued by a mysterious constant tapping from inside his bedroom wall. One that his parents insist is all in his imagination. As Peter's fear intensifies, he believes that his parents could be hiding a terrible, dangerous secret and questions their trust. So this stars, uh, Lizzie Kaplan, Anthony Starr, Cleopatra Coleman, Woody Norman, um, Lizzie Kaplan, of course, I, I love her. She's she's really good in in everything that she does. She plays the mother, and uh, she's actually like really good friends with a good friend of mine. Um, and and so I I really enjoy her work, and I thought she was great in this. I thought I, th- I thought she played the part really well, where that she has this kind of ominous presence, but yet at the same time, you can see why she's feeling that way, and so. There's a lot of layers that get peeled back in this movie and a lot, a lot, you, you, a lot, as everything gets revealed, you, you find that our main character doesn't know as much as he thinks he does and the, and what's behind the wall. Um, I mean, I guess we can say to some, cause that's revealed pretty early that there's, a basically a girl in the wall, but we don't, you know, we don't necessarily know what the situation is. Uh, why she's there and I'm not sure why all of a sudden she's knocking on the wall to him. Uh, I don't know if she says, but um, because, because he's uh, big enough to move the uh, clock. Ah, that's right. Yep. That's right. You're right. Uh, Swiss cheese, Matt. This movie's got holes like Swiss cheese. (laughs) (laughs) There Um, are. Yeah, there are some, it's not a perfect film, but I really enjoy it. I thought, uh, that that you know i definitely loved i loved the bullies coming into the home i loved that whole scene and and what is unleashed upon them is is i thought fantastic uh it almost reminds me of like Coraline in a way the way the parents are almost reminds me i mean it's certainly not the same story but there's a similar aesthetic feel to it um i love the pumpkin patch in the backyard and what is- what is that pumpkin patch like? Right. Who has a ba- yeah? Who has a, who has a backyard like that? Yeah. How do, I would, how do you mow it. the lawn? I would have loved He's it. Peter, Peter, the pumpkin eater. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, you don't mow when there's a pumpkin patch, but because well, uh, the there's fuck, no grass, man. it was fucking <laughs> You're ridiculous. Ruin your blade, Mark. <laughs> Joe, you gotta <laughs> mow the pumpkins. God damn it. Um, oh damn it! Who, I hit who another has a, one. Who yeah. has a backyard? That's a pumpkin patch like that. That's insane. I know. You, this you don't have to mow. Well, we grew we grew pumpkins in our backyard when I was a kid, and and it's really hard to do. Um, and the vines go out of. Well, I planted some a pumpkin vine. I didn't realize how that thing was going to go out of control. It, it's insane how how big they get. And then how how big died, was your backyard? But, uh, it was you know a good sized backyard, but Dang. but it the the stupid. I mean it. 
the garden section wasn't big enough for it. And I didn't realize what, how it was going to grow. It grows like this giant vine. One seed will go into a giant vine and you get a bunch of pumpkins off of that. But it, it died. The vine died. I couldn't. It, 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 it takes a certain conditions and a lot of watering uh, to to be able to do pumpkin patch. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Danielle, what did you think of this movie? Well, I have to agree with Joe. There are a lot of holes in this <laughs> in this movie. I mean, I enjoyed a lot of the um, the jump scares. The, the this the way that the parents act like really creeped me out. Um, mm-hmm. There's a scene where where like the dad is. It's like nighttime, isn't it? I think and. It, and it's like a nightmare the kid is having, I think. And mm-hmm. the dad's like blinking his eyes like uh. maniacally. And the, the clicking sound was horrifying. And I loved that. And then the mom, the way that she was running around. Oh, that's my favorite. Jump scare fucking. running down the hallway. Yeah. In the dark and then it stops. Terrifying. Yeah. 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 Horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. That was my I think that was my favorite parts of it. Um. You know, the pumpkins, like, I was confused. Like, are they selling them? No, they didn't have, like, a pumpkin patch to sell them. Are they eating them? No. That was unexplained. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was just like, maybe this movie should have been called Pumpkin instead of Cobweb, you know? Well, she didn't know how to carve a a pumpkin because, like, she had the pumpkins in the sink and she's just, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, that, that was odd. Um. I, I think the storyline was good, but it, it it could have been better, you know. And yeah. I was I was absolutely left with a lot of questions, you know. Um, let's see. I did make some notes here. So, so the teacher is concerned about the child in her class and trying to figure out what's going on there and. And the principal's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what principal's going to do that? You know? And then the principal tells. Uh, You'd be surprised. Well, that's. Matt, 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 you're a teacher. What's the protocol? Yeah. Well, you don't. I mean, you, I mean, uh, anything can happen. And uh, yes, like Joe said, there are, you would be surprised. Um, But. Uh, and there are teachers, especially young teachers, and she's a substitute for one thing, but it is true that young teachers would often take it upon themselves to do this and overstep their bounds. So it's not completely unbelievable, yeah. um, okay. honestly, especially if you were, I mean, you were mandated reporters. So really she should have called that in if she suspected child abuse. You don't, you're not yeah. supposed to take it upon she yourself. She should not have been handling it. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, so you're not. We're mandate we you any suspicion you have you call DCFS or uh, or the police um, and but but um, and and that's that's your job you call them report and they decide whether they're going to take it or not and then it's out of your hands but that doesn't but I mean there the reason the reason we have trainings and how to do this over and over and over is because teachers do take it upon themselves to investigate when they're not supposed to. Yeah. So, so, so when she's like there and he's got the hammer and it, all that stuff is going on in that kitchen and she leaves, she forgets her keys and all that. She's not going to call a D DHS and DCFS. Yeah. She should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, She should have for sure. She should have. Yeah. 
Well, the principal basically told her to just mind her own business, so she just yeah. took it upon herself, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what an asshole. That I, I and mean, it that- makes me wonder if the principal is really involved. In, like, what did he know was going on, you know? I mean, right? But a lot, uh, again, she's brand new. She's a substitute. She pr- may not have had the training. Who knows? Or she didn't pay attention. Who knows? Maybe they didn't, in this school district, they didn't have it. I don't know. Um, yeah. But- Maybe she's got a reputation as being a loose cannon. <laughs> and... <laughs> And also, also, um, didn't uh, at the beginning of the film, they said, well, they lost their daughter, so they're very protective, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think so. Was it that they lost? No, I didn't think it was no, they lost their no, daughter. No, no, no. somebody in their neighborhood. That a little girl oh. disappeared. Oh, yeah, that's right. A little girl disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Disappeared, you know, yeah. and he didn't say anything else, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was a lot of holes with that whole situation right there. But other than that, For I sure. mean, I liked it. I thought it was fun. And I, I love the bullies, that whole scene. I love their masks, mm-hmm. too. Those were very cool. Um, and they got what yeah. they deserved. So I was happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> little jerks. Yeah, deserved little it. Jerks. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Joe, what did you think? I actually was getting malignant vibes mm. from yeah, this a little film. bit yeah there yeah. goes my yeah. notes okay thanks mark um yeah i love lizzie kaplan i've loved her since she played annie wilkes in castle rock she was phenomenal as we stated before the jump scares in this film are tremendous and i can honestly say even though it came out on the worst possible weekend i enjoyed this film more than oppenheimer or barbie Mm. Uh, it was just more right up my alley. And just like it follows, I have a question. What year was this? Yeah. No idea. Couldn't place it. Um, his bedroom is so retro looking. Oh, totally. Uh, like his bedroom looks like it's 1970s, late 70s, early 80s, maybe. And I didn't, I didn't see a TV in their house at all. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard to pinpoint when in time this took place because they don't tip their hand at all it's definitely stylized yeah 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 it's more um, of a fantasy down to the right clothes that he wears i mean i i think the teacher's car is was is pretty new so yeah i think you know i don't know if they had cell phones or not i can't remember if anybody had a cell phone but um i love the the camera angles when the dad is getting sick um one of the holes that i have but I, that kind of bothered me is uh there is a an entity, let's just say, that can rip somebody in half, mm-hmm. but can't put their hand through some right. drywall. Yeah, that's you know, if you can have that suspension of disbelief and get past that, yeah. and just sit back and enjoy it as a horror film, this is great. I love it. And if you just turn your brain off and don't think about it, right. just watch and enjoy this film. It's fun. It's yeah. great. I it's probably in the top ten for this year yeah it's probably close for for me too yeah yeah uh i think it is right now part of my top 10 but um yeah there's always a bunch that just get pushed out (laughs) in this last couple of months and we and our top 10s always like just scramble around this time but yeah uh, mark what'd you think Um, i'm sorry joe were you done yeah i'm done okay what'd you think mark yeah, what's not to love? Children die. Uh, you have uh, 
spider monkey girl in a white dress that looks like uh, the grudge chick crawling up the walls. There's vomiting blood. There's there's everything. What? What? Oh, I I, I thought you were gonna like interrupt. Sorry. No. Um. Look, I I I love this movie. I do. Yes, there are a lot of holes, like a Swiss cheese, and you know it, why this happened, whatnot. But if you just go into this film and take it for just like maybe um, a fairy tale or something like that, you're going to really, really, really enjoy this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one of the there are some of the best um, just little. I, I, how do I explain this? The killer in this film has some of the best, like just with the hair and the, and the spiders and what she does. It's, it's freaky as hell. And I'm bouncing up and I know I'm enjoying a horror film after like watching so many like bad horror films that I'm jumping up and down. Like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, I'm so excited. Cobweb is that you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with um, uh, the bullies uh, coming in. Uh, fun fact: uh, the little bully um, <laughs> that uh, that uh, the little basically, boy, that broke the little leg. boy that yeah, with the broken leg. Yeah, that's a Busey. Did you notice that? Oh, is he? He's uh... a Busey. It's not Jake Busey's son. It's Gary Busey's son. Seventy-nine ah. year old Gary Busey's son. Oh, Luke Busey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's oh, boy, still. He looks like him. <laughs> I know. Gary Ugh. Busey is still producing children, and that's wow. fucking scary. That should be illegal. That should be butter illegal. sausage. <laughs> butter sausage. <laughs> what the fuck? Holy shit! It should be illegal. Absolutely. But hey, I mean, the kid was great. Uh, yeah. Um, the teacher at the end. The only problem I had. Really, with this, I mean, there's some like going, well, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Throw it out the window. The only like serious like problem I had with this was the substitute teacher. I mean, she goes in there and then something happens, but then she comes back. And the way, well, the first time she was in the house, she's seeing like the horror around. There's no reaction. There's no just she's just going in like Ripley and aliens. And I'm just like, stop, stop. Just make it a little bit more believable, even though like this is like supernatural and all that. I hate when people like walk by dead bodies and you don't have a reaction. It it, it, it drives me insane. Or call the police. Call the police. Especially um, after like she gets out of the the house the first time and then she doesn't call the police it's like she goes in and she's gonna be ripley drives me crazy but um the ending um joe said this um when we were talking before um the ending is a little er erupt um i kind of agree with that but knowing like how it all transpired is going i'm in your head i'm in your head i'm in your head that's that's a nightmare to uh, live with for the rest of your life, and yeah, that's scary. It's mm-hmm. it's a great film. It's a great film. It's right now. It's in my top ten, obviously, since I haven't seen twenty twenty three films. But yeah, it's in my <laughs> top ten. It's great. It's great. It's a great film. 
Excellent. Um, well, that's it for our picks. And uh, I liked all of them. I thought they were all uh, yeah. good movies. That I there were a, f- I think. Uh, let me think here. I I believe I had not seen most of these. Or not. I'm sorry. I had not seen. I had not seen Night of the Demons. I hadn't seen I Am a Serial Killer. So two of them. I, I meant to say. Um, and I thought there was only going to be one that I hadn't seen because Night of the Demons I hadn't seen. And I I thought uh, I'm serial killer or I'm not a the serial killer. Uh, was a different movie so anyway serial that, killer is a gem it's a yeah, gem i love that too yeah sleeper uh, hit of the season mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so this next episode is that of joe jan so his pick is or he's got some picks lined up for us and he assures us that these babies are going to redeem his name yeah, on Cine Scare podcast <laughs> because after that less than or absolute zero, absolute pick zero, and, and yeah. the hardcore horror picks. I, I've been worried about Joe. I've been worried about his mental state and what's going on in there. So I've Joe been assures, a little worried. I know I've been a little worried. Uh, but but he assures us that he's got five picks that are destined to be loved by all. So I all I will guarantee is that these are not purposefully intentionally bad films all right so if they're <laughs> bad it's by accident it's by accident all right. yes all right joe um, take it away and i i i will say this i know that we've seen some of these mm-hmm. uh we may have seen all of them but we have not officially talked about them as a theme on the show okay so um but i figured with shocktober this may be just easy viewing so anyway the theme of this show is called it's a trap. And these are all films with people trapped in a location. Yay. Uh, so the yeah. very first film is from 2010. We're going to be watching Frozen. Hell yeah. Officially on Freebie and Tubi. Those are the uh, people in the ski lift. Uh, Love that film. The next one we are going to watch, and I'm sorry, but this is a rental. From 2010, we're going to be watching Buried, the Ryan Reynolds film. Mm-hmm. I haven't yep. seen either of these. Uh, oh, great. I'm two um, for two seeing them. Okay. The next one, I'm pretty sure you saw this one. Uh, from 2022, we're going to watch officially. We're going to watch Fall. Yay. And then from 2015, we're going to watch Green Room. Oh, fuck. Which is That's on Max. Mm-hmm. And from 2005, also on HBO Max, we're going to watch The Descent. So these are all films with people trapped in a location. Yeah, just uh, Descent. I love that movie. That's one of my favorites. I've never seen The Descent, oh. and ooh, Joey, I don't think I ever finished Green Room. So. Oh, you didn't uh, yeah. finish but Green Room? Was, I it was one of those things. I like put it on, and we had to leave, and I never um, thought to get back to it. Hmm. But how far yeah. did you get uh, in? Yeah. Like 15 uh, minutes? Like or... About 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. lovely. So I don't really, I, I might as well have just said I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so. no, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. I've, uh, all right. I, I got a list again as long as my arm of other films I could have put in this. So perfect. But those are the, uh, and I, Matt, just for your sake, I picked those because uh, according to IMDb, they all had the highest rating. Excellent. So Excellent. That's, that's for you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, perfect. Uh, and that is once again, say the, say those movies again, just for 
2010's Frozen on Freebie and Tubi. 2010's Buried, which is a rental. Um, 2022's Fall, which, uh, if you don't own it, is also a rental. Uh, Green Room from 2015, which is on HBO Max. And from 2005, The Descent, which is also on HBO Max. Excellent. Well, these will be some fun uh, movies to check out for everybody. And um, let me see. It is all uh, actually fall is on stars. So if you, if you have, if you happen to have stars, it is for free on stars, but the rest of us will have to rent it. Um, Well, thank you, Danielle for uh, coming. It was a absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And you contributed, uh, uh, you, you knocked it out of the park, as we said. Oh, thank you. You're great. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. It's super fun. I, I really I appreciate it. This is one of your dreams come true. It yeah. is. <laughs> I know. I have you no You actually idea. listen to our episodes. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do. They seem to co- always come out when I'm going on a trip somewhere. Like every other Friday, if I have a show or whatever, I'm traveling, I just put it on. It's awesome. I love it. Perfect. So thank you. I really, I really had fun. And You're I love watching well, the horror movies anyways. So yeah. Well, I'd love to come back. on the show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mark, Bob. Yeah, we will. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, man. Seriously. <laughs> That's a, I thought that was your middle name. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Mark Mob. Mark Mob. from now on. It is. Yeah, yeah we'll call him Mark Bob from now on. Mark Bob. Yeah, Bob. Joe Bob. Mark Bob. Mark Bob. Oh, she has the balls to come at me like this. What the fuck? She deserves. She deserves. All right. Well, I can that- take it. <laughs> that takes it. That's what she All said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's it for this time. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he's he's good looking. Just makes me want to do Joe. It's Ichabod. Well, fuck me.